Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the conversation. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit more about subpersonalities. As you probably know, I'm neck deep into my case studies, working with different clients. And there, I've had some relief around that because some people are, are coming to the end of their sessions. But it's been very satisfying. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about subpersonalities. Now, over the years, I have worked with people frequently around subpersonalities and parts integration and internal conflict resolution, but I've not focused on subpersonalities to this degree, uh, to this extent, all at one time. And so I've been thinking about it a lot, and I've been getting you know downloads in different ideas, putting together different ideas, and that's why we do case studies and research, right? When you're writing a book, to have a new understanding of it, you just don't do it to regurgitate information. I'm doing it to actually dive deeper in a subject that totally fascinates me, and that is self-identity. Now, if you're not familiar with subpersonalities, consider that our self-identity, our self-concept, is not given to us, handed to us in its entirety. It's created step by step, belief by belief, situation by situation. Now, what happens is even though we seem to have a fluid sense of identity, when we encounter traumatic situations, traumatic events, challenging situations, or we may be put into a circumstance that requires us to up-level our game, to grow up, so to speak. And when that happens, there is an aspect of our persona that is splintered off in order to deal with that situation. And so these aspects or sub-personalities have their own set of beliefs, their own strategies, and typically they are frozen in time. So if a sub-personality splinters off at age eight, it stays age eight. It has the perspective and perceptions of an eight-year-old. And for the most part, that eight-year-old is still making decisions at 30 and 40 years old. So part of the work that I'm doing with subpersonalities is that we're integrating these different subpersonalities because they typically have the intention, they're benevolent in nature, even though they seem to show up as self-sabotage, they're vested in having you have the best life possible. And so what we need to do is update their programming, bring them up to date. And so there's a whole integration process that we go through. So up to now, I've talked about mainly these subpersonalities as being those aspects that self-sabotage us, that respond in anger, that may be over the top or not necessarily fitting the circumstances of the moment. It's born in the past. It's a response to a past trauma event or something that said, I'm in danger. And so by and large, when I have people work with me, I have them fill out a questionnaire to identify those moments of conflict, those inner conflict. Part of me wants to do this and part of me wants to do that. And I'm kind of stuck in the middle. Or I have this grand intention and then part of me seems to self-sabotage, seems to derail the train. So how do I handle that? Well, this part that seems to be in control is also a subpersonality. It's an aspect of the whole. And so like I, like I said, up till now, I've been talking about more the shadow aspects or the negative side of subpersonalities. 
Now, I did emphasize before that these parts, these subpersonalities, have a positive intention. They want the best for us. It's just that their strategy that they're using kind of upsets the apple cart for some of the other subpersonalities. So it is deemed or labeled as bad or undesirable. So I want to talk about some other aspects of subpersonalities that you can probably begin incorporating in one way or another. And one of these ideas is tapping into or connecting with your future self. That can be the self, you know, 10, 20 years down the road, the, the part of you that's right at the end of their life, looking back over and informing your younger self, informing your younger self everything that you needed to do uh, or everything you needed to put in place, the decisions that you would have to make. Uh, one of my clients said that's like getting cheat codes to win the game. Another way of thinking of this is that there are also probable selves, probable future selves. So you're not just on your one timeline. And this is where I think a lot of people around TikTok land and Facebook, they're talking about jumping timelines. Well, if all time is simultaneous, then jumping timelines is not the correct way of thinking of it. So I like to think of it as probable selves. There's an infinite number of probable futures that you could step into. And so what you do is you begin thinking about the qualities of a probable future. And it could be any set of skills, any set of perceptions that you desire. Somewhere out there, that is a reality. And so we're actually, so what we're actually doing is tapping into a parallel reality, a parallel future. And we're having that aspect inform this part today and imbue it with the qualities that it has on that other timeline. And you can actually integrate this into your expression today. Now, I'll do a whole episode on this concept. In fact, each of the ideas that I'm going to share today, I'll, I'll dedicate an entire episode just to the like future self, probable self, multiple timelines. Also, we'll be talking about alter egos today, utilizing spirit animals, imbuing the energy of a spirit animal, also referred to as shape-shifting in indigenous cultures. That's an idea that I especially love. Let's talk a little bit about alter egos. Many of you are familiar with the concept of alter egos, but not necessarily in the genre or the realm of subpersonalities. It's kind of this idea that you adopt an alter ego, a personification that has the confidence, has the skill, has the strength that you need in a particular situation. The singer Beyonce says that she's normally shy. She, her natural state is shy and reticent. And so she's adopted an onstage persona called Sasha Fierce. That Sasha Fierce is the one that's performing on stage. Another story that I just simply love is that a woman once bought a pair of Oprah's shoes on some auction site. They were raising money for some charity. And so she bought her shoes. And for a long time, she kept them underneath the bed. And one day when she felt particularly down, she didn't feel all that spunky. She got the idea to put on Oprah's shoes. So she got the shoe box out and Oprah's shoes actually were too big for her. But she walked around the room in Oprah's shoes and she said that she felt herself stand taller, walk with more confidence. Even though the shoes didn't fit, she was walking in Oprah's shoes. And ever since that day, any time that she needed a confidence boost, she would get those shoes out and walk around the room in them. 
In my personal life, I've tapped into the genius of Leonardo da Vinci, Einstein, and Nietzsche. Anytime that I need access to genius, anytime that I need access to a higher consciousness, I imagine myself tapping into whatever source I need. When I go to the gym and I don't want to do the extra rep, I don't want to push myself that hard, I have an alter ego. I actually have a trainer that goes with me that is in my mind. His name is Boris. Boris is a trainer of former champions. He has a mindset of sticking to it and pushing me through it. Sometimes he'll say to me, you can squeeze out one more. And I say, I don't know if I can. And he'll say to me, don't be a sissy. And I push through it. I go 10 more seconds, 20 more seconds. Boris is cheering me on. He always tells me I can do one more. He always tells me I can go a little bit further than I thought. When I think of him, I have a particular image in my mind. He's shaved head just like me, but this big white handlebar mustache. Very muscular, dense, and gruff. No nonsense. But adopting an alter ego allows you to step outside your perceived limitations. It allows you to tap into an expanded level of consciousness. You can send your consciousness anywhere in time. If you can imagine it, you can generate it in your body. The only thing that stops you is your own ideas of limitation. Remember the quote, the ceiling to your potential is built the moment you say, I can't. Christians ask the question, what would Jesus do? They use the answer to that question to inform their behavior, step outside their persona, to step outside of their normal everyday behavior and actually answer the question, what would Jesus do? And that is the response that they would have. I've adopted alter egos in social situations, in sporting events, anything that gives me a competitive edge. Another idea of a subpersonality is taking on the vibration and the energy of a spirit animal. We do it all the time. We're very familiar with it with sports teams, athletic teams. I grew up in Michigan. We had the Detroit Lions, or they still have the Detroit Lions, and the Detroit Tigers. My high school was the Eagles, and since we're talking about sports teams, they're taking on a sub-personality or persona as well, even if it's not animals. Here in Texas, we have the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Mavericks, both personifications of rebels, rough-and-tumble individuals. Another way to incorporate alter egos is through superheroes. Now, when I was first tapping into my intuition, I would think of it in the perception of Spidey Sense. That is the visualization that I have this energetic web that extends out in all directions, and I can feel when something tingles an aspect of my net. The information is relayed directly to me through vibrations. Now, like I said, I've been thinking about subpersonalities a lot, and I've been applying the concept to a lot of different aspects that I wouldn't normally apply it to. And this may be of special interest to business owners because I began thinking of my business as a subpersonality. Not just one subpersonality, but a collection of subpersonalities. I have my profit personality, I have my content personality. Different aspects of the business have a different personality assigned to it. Especially if you've been doing business for any length of time. It's almost as if it becomes its own animal because a lot of the decisions, a lot of the ideas are implemented as you go and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. Sometimes the needs of the business are in conflict with my personal needs and it could be monetary needs or time needs, energy needs. 
And so how do we bridge the gap? How do we integrate everything together? Because ultimately, we want the business to complement us to be, especially someone like me or another coach or content creator, somebody that the business is their brand that's closely identified with your persona. And I've realized recently that there are aspects of my business that are incongruent with who I am as a person. Greater demands on my energy, greater demands on my time than I wish at times. And so I've been working on integrating all these different aspects and bringing all aspects, all sub-personalities up to speed so it's a more congruent, balanced expression. And as a consequence, I've been making more money. And that's always a good thing, too. But after getting this download and really thinking about it, I love the idea so much, I'm going to also include case studies working with business owners in my book. Or maybe it's going to be a completely separate book. So if your persona, your self-concept is closely associated with your business brand, then perhaps you're not necessarily in alignment or things are sometimes in conflict. Perhaps you're tired of the business. You don't have the same energy, the same vibe, the same uh, connection with it as you did when you started. Or there are aspects of the business that you love and aspects that you don't love, and there's a conflict there. Maybe you procrastinate more than you used to. Maybe aspects of the business seem more like work than they used to. Now, this applies if you're the only employee or if you have a team of employees. You're also in consideration because each person on there also has their subpersonalities or represents a subpersonality that needs to get along with everybody else. So if you're a business owner, especially a small business owner, where you're the face of the brand and you have a, a, it's either you or a small team, you have a annual revenue of at least $100,000 and you've been in business for at least 6 to 12 months, you have some history of business, some history of systems going on, then I would like to talk to you because then you may be a candidate for my case study to really integrate all different aspects of your business with your self-concept. I'm calling this program the Aligned CEO process. Aligning your values, values of your business, personal values, guiding principles, beliefs, all that into a cohesive whole. It's a six-month program. And if you think that you're a candidate to take part in my case study, it's going on at a reduced rate of my normal coaching, a fraction of what I normally charge. And so if you think you're a candidate for this and you're interested, contact me at support at danov.com or via the contact form on yesdaniel.com. That's support at danov.com or the contact form at yesdaniel.com. And I'm also still doing the case studies on personal subpersonalities. Now, in addition to business having a subpersonality, I've also thought about each individual course, each individual coaching program having a personality. This has been an interesting way to think about different things that are seemingly inanimate as having an energy, having a persona. Now, as I've said about subpersonalities, they aren't necessarily real. But thinking about different aspects of our personality as a sub-personality having its own set of values, beliefs, strategies, also thinking about business in this way and other things. My, my grandmother used to call the car Bessie and talk to it as if it was a, a real woman. But even though all this may not be real, quote unquote, it's a play of consciousness. And so if you think it is, act as if it's true. It is true.
One last idea I'd like to share with you is the idea of archetypes. Now, I did not coin archetypes. That was Jung. But as we think about archetypes, and more often than not, we personify different archetypes in our behavior. Early on in my romantic life, I used to think of myself as a knight in shining armor. And what is the story about a knight in shining armor? Usually always find a damsel in distress. Or you start approaching people as if they're in distress and they need saving. Not a useful metaphor for romantic life. And then there was that time in my early 20s where I was a prostitute. Not in the literal sense, but I had the energy of a prostitute where I would sell my soul, sell aspects, sell my values. I'd sell myself out in order to be liked, in order to be loved, or at least have someone say they loved me. Archetypes that I embody today are the sage, the healer, the wizard. These are ideas that I have in my head that I play with from time to time. I have lots of different warrior archetypes. And my logo, the phoenix, is a sign of rebirth and regeneration. That embodies the energy of my business and a lot of the energy that I put out in the world. That of transformation, rebirth, renewal. So hopefully in this episode, I've been able to expand your idea, expand your understanding of subpersonalities and how they may be playing or interplaying in your life. Also, I didn't even say this is another one. It's your relationship. See, anytime two or more people come together, there is a third intangible entity created. And so your relationship has an energy. It has a persona. It has a dynamic. And there's also sub-personalities that each of us bring when like two people come together. And then when multiple people come together, there's another layer of energy that comes together. There's an archetypal energy to the relationship or to the group. And so you probably guessed by now, I've really been geeking out on this. I've been loving it. It's exciting to me. It's something, a new way to think about things for me at a different level. And I find that exciting. Well, hopefully you do too. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel DeNovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. (laughs) 